Welcome to Our World Plainly Seen, insights and commentary on the world around us with Dr. Frank Kaufman. Good morning. I'm doing a piece this morning of entitled Friendships and Brotherly Love. It's a simple confessional or personal piece. It doesn't have a lot of political or culture war type overtones in it. It's just some reflections of my own. There's this fellow I know whom I w- I w- with whom I would ordinarily call a friend. But this particular person, for me, I consider more of an elder brother. This relationship, for this relationship, the term friend, which is a term I truly treasure, nevertheless still feels a touch too casual in this case. I prefer the overlay or the reality or feel of a blood relationship feels more right to me in this particular case, although we're not related technically. There are a great many similarities between having a true friend and a good elder brother. But the the subtle differences, however, are significant. So far as the similarities are concerned, the same freedoms might eventually arise in these two types of relationships. The same bonds of loyalty can evolve. And the same ease that it would take to give one's life for the other can also characterize both relationships. The difference comes up in ways that I think are more likely to elude Westerners and maybe the more clear and come more naturally to folks in Eastern cultures. The differences I'm referring to have to do with structures that are in place before any relationship even begins to happen. Some cultures, and if I generalize probably Western cultures, they tend to flatten or homogenize various positions by, through which we relate. This is a, a, a tendency, it's the kind of mind frame, we're all equal and respect is earned. And other assumptions that reject the idea that social positions and structure are important. That's why you can stroll past a four-year-old in a mall in the middle of America who's trying to get his mom's attention yelling, Hey, Sally. Other cultures, on the other hand, are more careful, even so far as saying, if I say my aunt, they want to know, is this your father's aunt? Is this your father's sister or your mother's sister? Even that difference might be significant in how a relationship is meant to unfold or its guide rails or guidelines. Furthermore, is she my father's or mother's elder sister or younger sister? And even that might impact how I myself relate to this lady who I think in most Western cultures is simply your aunt. Some people might think that attention to such detail would obstruct the potential of the relationship, forcing people to behave in certain pre-established roles and behavior. But there's others that might take the opposite view. Or you say, I could say it, it can be the opposite view can be argued that knowing the positions more precisely will actually help the relationship to grow into far greater freedom and beauty and benefit to both parties. One way to begin to see how distinctions 
nuances, and greater definition of positions is a plus rather than a confining constraint. Might be to make a metaphor or compare it to a good music group or a baseball team. Whether a player is a third baseman or a, short, or a shortstop might be compared similarly to knowing whether my aunt is elder to my mother or younger. The subtleties and nuances between the two positions, as similar as they are, are what give rise to the unique beauty and magic in the way the players relate to one another on the field when a play is in action. The relationship between a third baseman and a first baseman is entirely different than the one between a shortstop and a first baseman. The elegance and mystique of a given play is defined ahead of time by the positions the players occupy on the field. And without knowing these, more chaos and less freedom occurs between, uh, and less, less uh, achievement and, 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 and soaring discovery occurs when people are careless without occupying their positions, at least on a baseball field. Or in a musical group, very similarly, the bassist is not the rhythm guitarist. So a piece of music may become a friend for life thanks to the roles, distinctions, some might say the constraints of each player to know and conform to his or her position. What I, what I mean to offer by providing these examples is that it can be said of the rigors and structures and positions might exactly be the very same thing that gives birth to the true freedom, poetry, and beauty of a relationship, whether a person is an elder brother, younger brother, uh, or whether even something remote like an aunt or uncle is elder or younger to my own parents. It's like a shortstop or a rhythm guitarist. It starts with known roles that define and give unbound grace to all the rest of its relationships. A fr this friend, whom I've come to hold holy and almost literally as my elder brother, died young. It's now getting to be quite some time ago that he passed, passed into the next world, 15 years. It's a great loss for me. I have no other older siblings than how this, uh, my relationship with this fellow, this brother, uh, uh, functioned. For that reason, and this may sound a little goofy or spooky, but for that reason, I stay in touch with this man, although 15 years ago he passed on. Even across the Great Divide, I still report in, I still read stuff from between us from back in the day, read his stuff. I'll pause with a picture, take in the eyes, take in the smile. If you can find a way that stays normal and not contriving and spooky to maintain relationships that are really valuable and really meaningful across the Great Divide, it's really, it's really great. It, it keeps life richer rather than allowing these people to grow to be forgotten. I do the very same thing with a few others who 
were meaningful in my life, without whose help and love my life would and it would be harder and would be harder now and less complete. This older brother gets me through a lot of days with all and to, and, and to get through them, not just surviving, but in better ways, with better ideas and with with a positive style in exactly the same way that is that is unique to what an elder sibling is. An elder sibling extends care, a good one, extends care in a special way. It's kind of like having a parent who's not from another generation. They're close. You can knock around. Um, they don't, they're, they're not inscrutable. We're, we're, we're one of our own. We're, we're, we run together. But they have that care that is unique uh, by being elder. They know you, but simultaneously somehow care from above. This is a wonderful and human invention that holds the keys to making the world better. I'm glad I have these pictures of, my, of this friend, this elder brother. I'm glad I have the notes and all the shared stuff and the eyes and the smile and the care and the day-to-day -day visits that I still make. They, they mean a lot to me. They're valuable to me. They're not nostalgic. They live and they work now. I think more people could easily hang on to these sorts of relationships if the whole idea of keeping ongoing relationships in this way were allowed to be seen as reasonable and not goofy or spooky or nuts or dangerous or, or demented or out of your mind. To me, it seems more reasonable to retain relationships to the extent possible that have always been constructive, helpful, help make me, made me who I am, and help make me who I am. Of course, not in the, of course, not in the same way, but better a little than none. So catching those eyes on a given morning, that that cool, caring love today, as I was wondering how to make my way through my day today, was good. And so I made this uh, small note to all of us. There's much more to life than meets the eye. Much, and there, there may be ways in which we build out a life that is far more fascinating than we allow, for our, allow ourselves. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be together again soon.